When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, the 101st annual meeting of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation is in the books. They concluded that on Saturday. Some of the results coming your way on this Monday. How are you doing, everybody? Farm Director Pam Yankee, glad to be along with you. Boy, I tell you what, this is some amazingly mild weather we've got coming up this week, which is in such sharp contrast to what the poor folks in the Northeast have been living with. What did I see? 12, 18 inches of snow in some areas and all kinds of power lines that were down. Nothing like that in our forecast. For today, we'll have some clouds, but we'll still stay around 38 degrees. Dry through the week, tonight down to 24. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and 41. Wednesday, some sunshine and 49. Thursday, 47. And Friday, 46. Friday's the first time that we've got a chance of precipitation in the forecast, but at this stage in the game, it looks like it's going to be rain. We'll find out more about that when Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, joins us, coming your way in about 15 minutes. Compere Financial is grateful to the hardworking farmers and their families as you work relentlessly to feed, clothe, and fuel the world all year long. Thank you for all you do, and we wish you a safe and happy holiday season. Give your local Compere team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compere.com for lending, crop insurance, appraisal, and other financial needs. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender. The country and even the world in crisis right now with the coronavirus pandemic. Hopefully we'll get through that. We know the stress on our medical people, doctors, nurses, nurses, aides, and everybody in the industry. But it cuts across a lot of other industries as well in the medical field. Veterinarians also under some stress. And uh, the demand for rural veterinarians is strong. Not a lot of those students are coming out of vet school to work with large animals. And Josh, you found a program that will help them get some support so they can stay in the business. Yeah, of course, Bob. You know, it's one of those things you don't really think about. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Your family vet is always there for you, whether it be small animals such as dogs or cats, or you think about those vets that come out to the farm and are able to work on a horse or a steer or a pig or any of the larger livestock breeds. Uh, But those people are always there for us 24-7, around the clock, whenever you need them. But there's not really a whole lot of people that are there for them in their corner because so many times they can feel isolated if they practice in a rural area or they could feel, be under a lot of financial pressure if they opened up their own practice. There's just so many things that go into the vet industry that people like you and I may not think about because we've never had to before. But people such as Melissa Mace, who is the executive director of the Wisconsin Veterinarian Exam Board, realized that there was a problem. And to combat that problem, they created a help center. So now our state's vets have more resources at their fingertips than ever before to help combat the stresses of their demanding profession. And so it's an assistance program. It, it provides that first touch. Um, the primary focus of it, it has a lot of extra benefits to it, but our primary want when we went out and got this was that crisis call, right? You're, you're in crisis, you're overwhelmed, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to get contact. This is someplace you call, they can put you in contact with what you need. If that's a 
counselor to walk you through something. If you're in financial crisis, they can get you to a finance financial counselor. And it offers six sessions for you to figure out, you know, do I need further care or do I need further help at no cost to you. So after that, if you're like, yep, I really do have a problem and I need more assistance, then they work with you to figure out what your insurance is, what your resources are, and how can they help you find that provider or that support going forward. Hmm. But it's that first touch to get you through, you know, a handful of sessions to get things settled down and decide if you need to go further with care. So obviously there was a need for this. Were you guys hearing from from people in the industry that there was a, there was a void that needed to be filled in this area? Yes, actually, we worked a lot with the Wisconsin Veterinary Medical Association, who were, was getting a lot of the initial calls because we're very regulatory. Um, that they were getting a lot of touches from their their membership, which is veterinarians and CBTs, certified vet techs, um, the high stress in veterinary medicine as, you know, as with everything, college debt is going getting higher and veterinary medicine doesn't pay as much as, say, human medicine coming out of school. And if you're, if you're a large animal practitioner, you're moving into areas that are rural, that you may not know people, you're traveling, you're working alone, your community that you serve is in crisis, and you're, there's just a lot of stressors um, and that work fatigue, long hours, compassion fatigue, and really everything you see in human medicine exists in veterinary medicine, including access to controlled substances while you're going through a lot of stress. So they felt, and in talking with our board, the Veterinary Examining Board, also felt that this was something they needed. They needed that first touch support to ensure that veterinary community has a way to reach out when they're in crisis. This is probably just me being naive, but it's not. But it's one of those things you don't really think about. Like you know, you, a lot of people, especially in the farming community, you're such good friends with your vet, and they're yes. just always there for you. But you don't really think about it beyond there. Something that you. This is the seven year old within me because growing up, I was like, you know, I'd love to be a vet, but then the thing I couldn't do is the sad stuff. So you said something. What, what was it? Compassion fatigue. Yep. Okay, explain that to me because I'm, I'm, I, I, that has to be a huge stressor on, on our state's vets. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty much just what it sounds like is that, you know, you're always you're, – people become a vet like what you wanted to say when, when you're a seven-year-old. It's an, almost an idealist type occupation. You want to go out there. You want to play with animals. You want to help animals. But with that comes the, the bad stuff, the having to give the news that this dog has cancer or has this. And you top that off with – it could be cured, but the person can't afford to cure it, right? So you're dealing with the frustration of we could fix this, but the owner can't afford to fix it. So you, you it's just that iteration of the bad news and not everything being good news. And you, you, you get tired and it gets hard and frustrating. So with the Veterinary Professional Assistance Program, VPAP, I guess as you could more simply call it, one of the services that I saw that you were offering is child care assistance. So it feels like this is really wide-reaching. Right. So that was, um, we partnered with Humana, and in their, their bid to the state, these were a bunch of extras that they provided at no cost because it's their program. So they handle a whole bunch of employee assistance programs in the medical profession, veterinary profession, um, in other professions. And on the backside of all that, they do this work-life balance thing, which I think will be very, very beneficial to being, we, we talked about it, it's more like a preventative medicine aspect that if, you know, you sense yourself getting out of balance, you can call them 
and they'll help you find that childcare. You've just moved, relocated to a new place to get a job. You don't know anybody. You don't know what's going on. You call into the service. They're going to give you some options. They're going to do the research for you and say, okay, here's what you got around you. Here's some of the ratings. Here's who you need to talk to. Um, they have life coaches. So, I mean, we all know in January we're going to make that resolution that we're not going to be able to keep. But if you wanted to try to really keep it, you could actually call into the service and say, okay, I'm gonna, I said that I was going to only work 50 hours a week. I'm going to cut down and spend more time with my family. How do I do that? How do I prioritize that? And they can get you a life coach that will help you do that. Melissa, for somebody that's listening that says, wow, I, I'm, I'm in a predicament. I think that those resources could help me. Or if they know of a family member or a friend that could use the help, if they want to access the newly launched Veterinary Professional Assistance Program, how can they do so? Sure. So all of our members are eligible participants. So anyone who's a Wisconsin licensed veterinarian or certified vet tech got a mailing on Monday of this week via their email. Or if we didn't have an email, we sent it to them, regular mail, um, that had a member card and uh, scope of services summary so that they would see everything that was offered to them. And their membership card gave them a phone number, a website. And so that website, it's a username and passcode, and they go in there and it can hook you right up to whatever you need. Gives a list of just quick classes you could take. Like right now, not surprising, there's a lot of stuff on managing through the pandemic, managing in isolation. I mean, things that you can just watch right now. Webinars you can take right now if you wanted to. And then you can also connect you right up with one of Humana's trained counselors that can get you to where you need to be. And then before I let you go, something that I, I did not know until today, I must admit, and it's, you know, it's a tough discussion to have, but it's something I want to bring to people's attention. I did not know that the veterinarian profession had such a high suicide rate. I did not know that. Yeah, it is higher than average. I mean, it is, it's a very stressful occupation, I guess. I'm, I'm not a veterinarian. I should clarify that. I just work around a lot of them, both animal health and in EB, but like I said earlier, I think this is an occupation people come out of, like, your seven-year self. This is what they want to do. It's almost an obsessive occupation of, I want to help animals. They, they need my help. And then they get, it's a highly competitive school to get into. There's only 30 vet schools in the U.S. It, you come out with low-end 240000 in debt. You're going to come out and maybe make sixty to seventy at your beginning. So then you are also going to go into a practice, which... You're going to, you know, have to have customer service as well as treating animals, which I think is slightly different than other medical fields. Um, all of that lends to a lot of stress and financial stress, compassion stress, all of that stuff coming together to, to create an environment that can lend itself to a, a higher rate of mental stress that can lead to suicide. That's Melissa Mace. She is the executive director of the Wisconsin Veterinary Examining Board. For anyone that would like to access the newly launched Veterinary Professional Assistance Program, or as it's more simply known as VPAP, you can go to MidwestFarmReport.com. For any of our state veterinarians that feel as though they've been left behind or they're in a rut and they're feeling burnt out, you can go to our website and, as I said, check out all the services that they offer. It's everything from wellness programs to child care to financial counseling. And that is all right at the fingertips of our state's vets, the people that are always there for us, always answering the call on the farm when we have a sick or injured animal. And now the vets need some help, and it's here. For the Midwest Farm Report, 
I'm Josh Scramlin. Wondering what the weather is going to be like today? Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in moments right here on the Midwest Farm Report. The battle to generate more revenue could be as simple as a free IT assessment from Compel Consulting. You'll receive a customized report detailing opportunities to reduce risk, lower costs, increase productivity, and revenues. Compel Consulting simply wants to help you make more money. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelledNetworks.com. Compel Consulting, professional IT solutions, just like having family in the IT biz. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Boy, I don't care what uh, side of the plate you're on. When it comes to the weather for this week, Wisconsin's in a sweet spot. Let's talk about it. Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live via Skype. Man, it just seems like such a weird contrast. You take a look at the poor folks in the Northeast, what, Massachusetts, Maine, uh, Vermont, I saw they were getting over a foot of snow, and then the winds that, what they say, had all kinds of power outages and stuff like that. It's it just almost hard to believe that they're living with that, and here we sit. Uh, well, but you know, it happens the other way around, too, because a lot of times in December or January, we get these big storms here in our part of the country where we're pushing snow for days and then freezing for days, and you hear about how nice it is there, so... You know, everybody's got a share. Yeah, and I'm, I let them have this share for right now because, uh, honestly, all around the upper Midwest, it's not like we the, we're the exception. Seems like the rule is mild this week. It Absolutely it is, Pam. It's not just here in Wisconsin, but all the way back into the northern plains and off to our east as well and further south. Just a whole lot of mild air locked in and holding on here right now. In the east, the states we talked about, they've gotten a little break, some light snow up around northern Maine this morning, but more rain and snow out in the Carolinas and then Virginia. That's all starting to push northeast along the uh, the ocean side and will move up into their area as well. We really get a nice quiet break 
And although it did stay a little cloudy yesterday, and we'll do that again today, nonetheless, temperatures are going to be fine. Still on the above normal side and much above normal as we head toward midweek. Just a really mild pattern in store. There's high pressure strengthening just to our southwest today. And that's why we'll stay dry. And I expect we get more of that clearing on toward Tuesday and Wednesday. Very, very mild air building in. Our normal highs are now in the lower, call it mid-30s, if you will. And I'd expect to be in the upper 40s for Wednesday and Thursday. Extremely mild conditions, but you've probably all heard about it. And we've been watching it for a while. What we expect is going to develop as a storm to move up from the southwest to wrap up the week. At this point, I'd say we look at Friday and talk about a mix of rain or snow around our area. That very well could change. It could become more snow or more rain. We'll watch that one develop here as we head through the week, let you know what to expect. Otherwise, fairly mild, very pleasant December weather. Make the most of it if you can. Get things done outdoors that uh, you might put off a little bit later. If you can do them now, it'll be a lot easier and a lot more pleasant than once it's cold and wintry. I'll have forecast details right after this. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, they care about your community like you do. They believe the communities that support their athletes are the true champions, Visit RuralMutual.com slash WIAA to learn how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin Soybean Community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. Just a quick reminder as far as the Wisconsin Soybean Association, don't forget tomorrow they launch their first Beans and Bull session. Uh, Rodrigo Worley is going to be leading the conversation about herbicides. Uh, it's going to be getting started tomorrow, noon until 1. Uh, find more and register at badgerbean.com. All righty, Stu, go ahead. Tell us a little bit more on the weather that we can expect today and, like you said, through the week. Well, very, very pleasant, no doubt at all. More clouds today than you may like to see. Not expect we make our way into the upper 30s. And winds out of the north, not too strong, about 5. Overnight, we still hold on to those clouds and hold in the mid-20s, way above the normal nighttime low, which should be in the upper teens. So mid-20s overnight, winds become west, about 5. A little more sun breaks out. Let's call it partly sunny. Could even become mostly sunny in the west tomorrow. And we ought to be in the upper 30s, maybe a 40 in the west. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. And then there's Wednesday. Sunny skies, mid and upper 40s. With west winds at 5 to 10, mid and upper 40s with sunshine Thursday, Pam. And Friday, well, that little mix of precipitation most likely is going to start pushing on in. You know, we've got to kind of pay an eye, pay attention to that uh, because without snow on the ground and with no snow on the forecast, December is turning out to be awfully dry, isn't it? I think at this point we'd see it that it would be dry, you know, like I say, at this point. Hopefully we make a bit of a difference to that, but... Then again, hopefully it doesn't come as freezing and yeah. icing. and yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. want that either. No, we don't. No, we don't. All right, my boy. Have a good Monday. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. You betcha. Have a good one.
Stumach, our ag meteorologist, giving us the weather details that we need. And like you said, uh, very mild for this uh, stage in December. Nothing like what those poor folks on the East Coast are trying to dig out from as they get rolling this morning. Listen, I want to remind you again, if you uh, want to re-listen to any of these conversations or more importantly, follow up on all the details from things like the Farm Bureau Convention that wrapped up yesterday. We've got it for you right now, MidwestFarmReport.com. And don't forget, while you're there, sign up for our daily e-newsletter. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's that time of year for giving and taking. With so many people shopping online because of the pandemic, this holiday season, we are expected to have a record-breaking year for home deliveries and those pesky porch pirates. These adventurous thieves feast on crimes of opportunity, often finding their treasure in apartment complexes and vulnerable front porches. If you'd like to keep your deliveries, Madison Erie Crime Stoppers has a few package theft prevention tips. Have your packages held at your local carrier facility for pickup. Take advantage of ship to store for curbside pickup or check out Amazon's locker feature. You can request that your package have a signature confirmation upon delivery. Ask your carrier to place packages in an area out of plain view have packages delivered to your work schedule delivery for times you will be home have packages delivered to a neighbor who is home or install a video doorbell since they are already on your property and porch some of these porch pirates will also check for unlocked doors so make sure that the exterior of your home and any vehicles are locked up every day and night if you have any information regarding porch pirates please contact madison area crime stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com individuals contacting crime stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward In Disney's The Lion King and in our world, fatherhood plays an important role. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov to learn more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Right about now, you're probably saying, lazy boy, they just have recliners. It's okay. Everybody says that at first. Well, don't let this get around. Lazy boy has more than recliners. Hmm, I don't know if I should say this out loud. Lazy boy has more than recliners. But it's as if there's an inner voice telling me that I should share this important information with you. Yes, that's me. Lazy boy just isn't recliners. Well, against my better judgment. Are you kidding me right now? Lazy boy has more than recliners. Recliners! Finally! Dining room, bedroom, entertainment centers, tons of accessories. And when you shop at Lazy Boy, professional interior design is free. Oh, did I say that out loud? Totally. Redo one room or redo the whole home. You can get it all at Lazy Boy. Like I always say. Lazy Boy has more than just recliners. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor. Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling the shine and diamonds but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days they may have that traditional feel that traditional customer service but they also have the new modern looks of today stop in and take a look at their jewelry case talk to the staff find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create go online goodmansjewelers.com 
Shop I-39 Supply in any weather. I-39 Supply's huge indoor showroom and over 200 trailers in stock. Yeti coolers, Vortex optics, and Zero Four outdoor hunting blinds. I-39 Supply, trailer service and more. I-39Supply.com. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. Interest rates are at all-time lows and home equity is at all-time highs. You know what that means? You can save big money by refinancing your mortgage loan. Whether you want to just save a few hundred dollars a month, consolidate some debt, or get money for home improvements, now's the time to call me. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222652. When someone breaks important safety rules and drives negligently, a crash is often the result. If you're caught in a crash because another driver broke the rules, it can feel unfair. And for good reason. It's not fair when you're injured through no fault of your own. It's not fair when your life is now very different. We can help. At Clifford and Rihala, after decades of helping people injured because someone else broke the rules, we know what you're going through, and we're ready to stand by you. Here you'll find caring, compassionate attorneys committed to helping you recover everything you've lost. If you've been in a crash... Call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation on your injury claim. We'll fight to make things right so that now you're treated fairly. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Kent, uh, it's nice to hear from you, man. We Last time we had John, I think it was last year, and we were talking Bucky football, and we were talking about Jonathan Taylor, and you had glowing yeah. reviews about Jonathan Taylor. Before we get into, you know, what's happening tomorrow at Camp Randall, you know, Indianapolis Colts down there in Indy, you know, you're down there. What's the vibe on Jonathan Taylor now that he's rocking, you know, the blue and white? Yeah, people love him as a kid, you know, as a human being and talking to the guy. He, he's been just unbelievable, uh, mature beyond his years. As a football player, he's figuring it out. And, and that rookie season for a running back can sometimes be a bit of a struggle. Hadn't really been a struggle. There have been moments where Jonathan Taylor looked like the guy who ran for over 6,000 yards up in Madison. And there have been times when he's kind of hunt, hunted and he's pecked and, and he's looked like a collegian t- trying to play in the NFL. But everybody here is really, really high on him, both as a kid and as a future player for the for the Colts. Yeah, how did it feel for you guys when the Colts beat the Packers? Uh, for me, I, I mean, I was like crying almost for the whole week because I thought they were going to tune up the Colts. How did it feel for you guys? You know, I, I wasn't terribly surprised. When, when that defense is healthy, they're really pretty good. And I, I, I thought that the way they kind of exposed the defense, I sort of expected but uh, and they went undefeated against the NFC North, which is kind of an anomaly. But the uh, I, I I was cool with it, and and I thought that they, that was kind of what I looked at, and what I thought was going to happen, despite the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback on the planet, and that includes Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, uh, Kent Sterling joining us right now. Follow him on Twitter at Kent Sterling. Kent, let's switch gears a little bit then. So Jonathan Taylor no longer with the Wisconsin Badgers. Now we have this new guy coming on scene, Jalen Berger. There's Nakia Watson, and then you got you know uh, Groshek and et cetera, et cetera. But let's look at the Mark or the I'm sorry, the Indiana side. Of of the football here. Michael Penix Jr. is down uh, ACL. He's out for the year. I'm pretty sad about that because I wanted to see Indiana at full strength. What's the vibe on uh, Jack Tuttle? Well, nobody really knows what you're dealing with with Jack Tuttle. Jack Tuttle came in as a transfer. He was a highly recruited pro-style quarterback 
who stayed out west and then comes to Indiana and and nobody really because he he came to Indiana while Indiana had both Penix and Peyton Ramsey. And so it's kind of like, what are you doing? Why do you want to sit for a while behind these guys who are underclassmen? Uh, but you know what? It's his team yeah. now. And and it's he's got a 5-1 team. He's got weapons like Ty Freifogel. He's got Stevie Scott. And so he, and he's got an offensive line that was pretty good at protecting Michael Penix Jr. So we'll see what Tuttle's got. I mean, maybe he was, he was somehow kind of a Nostradamus about Indiana football where he realized that the program was getting good and he was going to have an opportunity. Here it is. Yeah. So, uh, Ken Sterling joining us right now. If, if, if Tuttle can't get the ball to Freifogel, who is a, a beast, uh, are we, yeah. is Wisconsin's defense, can they stop the run against Stevie Scott and company? Well, that's the deal. If you, if you stop the run, you stop Indiana. Uh, Indiana has got to be able to run first. Even if they don't run for big yards, they've got to get it to third and four, third and two in order to be functional and, and keep defenses honest so they can't sell out and, and you know, bracket a guy like Fry Fogel. Um, you know, we'll see. But on the, on the other side of the ball, Indiana really relies on its defense. Yeah. So whether Tuttle is the equivalent of Penix or not, this defense, is really, really good at going and getting the ball. And and that's kind of what Indiana relies on to give itself positive field position and kind of take the onus off the offense, which is a little bit challenged. Definitely. Ken, I was watching that Indiana-Ohio State game, and Indiana's defense was playing just out of their minds. Did it kind of just did it kind of hurt down deep down, you know, when uh, Indiana didn't come out victorious over the Buckeyes? Well, you kind of had an idea that something weird was going to have to happen for Indiana to get that opportunity to go down and tie that game, and something weird really didn't happen. And and so, it, I mean, it, Indiana hadn't beaten Ohio State, I think, in 32 years. So it's been a while, and people in Indiana are kind of conditioned to losing to Ohio State, but this is really their best opportunity to get it done in that 30-year span and, and a team that was really, at that point, playing for a chance to go to Indianapolis, uh, uh, an opportunity that still exists, theoretically, if Ohio State, is, it, despite what Barry Alvarez says, I, I wish he'd just be quiet all of a sudden. But, uh, you know, one rule for the Big Ten, let's not have a separate rule for Ohio State yeah. to, where it concerns COVID, and another rule for the other 13. Let's let's not go there. Yeah, I want to ask you but, about uh, that. I was going to bring that up, too. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, Ken, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I want to reset you really quick. If your workout includes bailing hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Mild weather is on the way all week long. In fact, it's going to reach near 50 degrees by the end of the week. Today, cloudy skies and 38. Tomorrow, cloudy skies and 41. Wednesday, 49. Thursday, 47. Friday, 46 degrees. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on this Monday, December 7th. You know, that right there should uh, give you a clue as to what our date in history is today. On this day, back in 1941, the attack on Pearl Harbor happened. It was the United States' entry into World War II. Now, in conjunction with that attack on Pearl Harbor, did you know there was actually a Wisconsin man that survived the Pearl Harbor attack, and he was on the USS Arizona? He was a 25-year-old seaman, Russ Warrior, was his name, and he was one of the very few people that managed to escape the uh, fiery attack on Pearl Harbor on the USS Arizona. And now you know him.
Well, we've got all kinds of results for you from the 101st Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's annual meeting that concluded on Saturday. Special congratulations this morning to some of the award winners. The Distinguished Service to Wisconsin Agriculture Award was presented to Dick Cates from Spring Green, a gentleman that has done an awful lot on behalf of beginning livestock and dairy producers. Then the Distinguished Service to Farm Bureau Award presented to Carol Bartholomew and her belated husband, Bob, in Washington County. The discussion meet winner is Julie Swenny from Dodge County. She's also the communications coordinator for Farm First Dairy Cooperative. Julie will be advancing to the American Farm Bureau Federation's virtual convention coming up in January. And Natasha Paris, agriculture instructor in Ripon, snagged the uh, Wisconsin Excellence in Agriculture Award, and she too will be advancing to national competition coming up in January. If you want to find out more about any of the award winners or anything else as far as the Farm Bureau Convention is concerned, pop on over to our website now, MidwestFarmReport.com. We have all the details from the business meeting as well, which includes, of course, the policy platforms that the 200 members that were involved in that discussion adopted, MidwestFarmReport.com. Boy, I'll tell you, there were a lot of folks that were excited last week for the 38th year in a row. McDonald's rolled out their McRib sandwich again on their limited time menu. Jason Menke is the marketing communications coordinator for the National Pork Board, and he said it's really unprecedented for a quick service restaurant uh, location like McDonald's to have this limited time offer so long. And for the first time since 2012, this year, They rolled out the McRib sandwich nationwide at the same time. You know, there's gotten to be kind of a fandom that goes along with the McRib. And Menke says a lot of them took to social media to express their excitement. There are even some unofficial aficionados who have developed websites that have McRib trackers. So when it's on a regional basis, there are sites that you can find on the Internet that show you where you can go find it in different parts of the country. And I think that's just the absolute testament to the power um, that this sandwich has. It is really part of the national conscience. Jason Menke with the National Pork Board says he believes part of the reason why people were so excited to see the McRib return is because of all the uncertainty that we've been facing in 2020. It's been a difficult year for a number of reasons, right? We've had a contentious election, a global pandemic, and many of us are feeling disconnected and apart from each other. Obviously, this Thanksgiving looked and felt a lot different for a lot of families. We also know that when we look at other cultures around the globe and when family and friends come together over a meal, there's a better than even chance that pork is going to be that showcase protein, especially when you look in Asian and Latin American cultures. Here comes McDonald's, right? Maybe sensing our national anxiety and frustration and giving us all the opportunity to gather over this savory, saucy, delectable pork patty. Is the McRib going to solve all of our problems and, and all of our woes? No, but it's absolutely a tasty start. Jason Menke with the National Pork Board. A lot of pork producers very happy to see the McRib return to McDonald's limited time menu. Well, there is not much positive I can bring to you as far as the markets are concerned this morning. Lower all the way around. December corn currently a nickel lower at 412. March corn also down a nickel right now at 415 and a half. The January soybeans are down 12 cents right now at 1151. March beans down 12 at 1153. July wheat's down seven and a half now at 572 a bushel. On Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped two cents to $1.40. 
40 pound block cheese that was unchanged at 158 and a half. Double A butter did gain a quarter of a cent on Friday to close the week at $1.48 per pound. December milk is currently down eight at 15.27 a hundredweight. January milk currently down 13 cents at 15.59 a hundredweight. Speaking of dairy, again, dairy producers, don't forget that Friday is the deadline for you to get signed up for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. Remember, that's administered through your County Farm Service Agency office. If you haven't investigated that risk management tool yet, get those numbers pulled together, get your appointment, and make sure that you make it before the deadline. That's close of business on Friday. Can't get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24-7 at MidwestFarmReport.com. Stay tuned as we'll be right back. Gear up for winter with a trip to Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We have everything you need to get you through the winter months. Get rid of mice this winter with rodent control products from Blaine's Farm and Fleet, like the new Prowler Rodenticides. They're formulated to control even the toughest infestations on farms and agricultural operations. A 22-count tub of place packs, just $26.99. Farnham 7.5-pound tubs of weight builder or 11-pound tubs of horseshoe or secret hoof supplement, your choice, $24.99. Select waxman wheels, casters, and floor protection, now 20% off. And get the job done right with a 20-ounce straight claw hammer from Estwing. On sale, $16.99. Plus, check out these great doorbuster deals. Farm and Fleet 15W40 diesel oil, just $34.99. And men's Carhartt midweight hooded logo sweatshirts, now $49.99. And remember, you can buy online and pick your items up in our drive-thru. You won't even need to get out of your car. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Johnson Tractor has new Case IH equipment on hand ready for immediate delivery. And 0% financing makes it really easy. Find year-end savings on in-stock Case IH combines, tractors, and planters. Johnson Tractor will sweeten the deal when you trade in your current unit. Call Johnson Tractor today and find yourself in a new Case IH for a great price. Johnson Tractor, Janesville and Judah. Johnson Tractor, from land to lawn. Are you ready to start a meaningful career? The Wisconsin Department of Health Services has options to fast-track caring individuals into the healthcare field. Accelerated training will help you find work where you want with a flexible schedule. Start your career in healthcare. Work in hospitals, nursing homes, and assisted living facilities in your community. It's easy. Go to dhs.wi.gov slash new career. Fast-track your career today. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Don't forget, we'll catch up with our friend John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. Tomorrow morning, uh, find out exactly why our markets are trending so much lower as we start this trade week. So join us tomorrow morning, same time, same channel. As we wrap it up for this Monday, we want to congratulate again all the winners from the 101st Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's annual meeting meeting that concluded on Saturday. Uh, you want to find out more details about any of them, we've got it up now at MidwestFarmReport.com. One of the very special awards that was presented on Friday during the convention was the annual Leopold Conservation Award. This year, it went to John and Melissa Aaron from the Stevens Point area. I had a chance to visit with John and find out a little bit more about his passion for conservation. And I'll tell you what, he says it came naturally, but to a lot of folks, including his neighbors, at first it looked a little unconventional. What really seemed to uh, be of 
um, kind of caught everybody's attention is uh, these recovery ponds I've got set up. Um, probably the easiest way to explain them is um, uh, they're, they're basically stormwater retention ponds. Um, we have we excavated some large uh, ponds that are clay-lined, and they're in the uh, lowest point of any given field. And what I designed them to do is basically collect the excess runoff water from the field, and also we have the uh, subsurface tile lines drain into them and um, drain out the extra water in springtime when it's when the fields are wet, and then come summertime when we need that moisture back, I've got the center pivot irrigation set up that we irrigate that water back out in the field. And uh, obviously around here, we've, we've uh, for many years, continuously fighting with uh, the wet weather. It always seems to, you know, the rainstorms, they hold off when you need the, the moisture in August and stuff to get the beans and everything to fill out. And then it comes and hits us in September when we need to harvest. So to have those, uh, the tile lines and everything set up, it just works real well. So I can, uh, you know, I, I, I can manage the water out here a lot better. And we're, we're recycling the uh, majority of the excess nutrients that would potentially run off the fields. Yeah. Yeah. How many acres are you dealing with, John? Uh, right now, I think I've got about 500 acres that are basically covered. Um, I call them irrigated acres, but they're all, it, it's all land that, you know, has this type of system worked into it. So, it, uh, you know, years ago, I, I spent a lot of time um, moving used irrigation equipment and stuff for people. Just, uh, you know, I did this all in my pretty much all of my twenties. Um, so it's, it's something that's just so common to me now, but, um, no, I always had a, a interest in, in working with equipment. Um, we do a bunch of custom harvesting out the other side of the river in more of what they call the central sands area. And I just remember I, you know, I go out there in springtime, it was dry. Everything's wet and muddy at home, get out there in summertime and they're irrigating and they go back in fall. And, you know, the, it wasn't that bad out in the sand country, and here here we're fighting in the mud, and I just got to thinking I'd like to do something about that. So I started buying some old uh, old irrigation pivots that are being updated, and that was that was the first step in the project. Get the start working with the ponds, get the center pivot irrigation put in. Um, we run just the engine drive pumps and generators at the ponds, and um, we actually buried the irrigation pipe right around anywhere six to seven feet deep, which uh, people would ask, like, John, why are you burying that pipe so deep? And I would tell them, I said, well, I, I got to make sure when I go through and tile it, I, I don't hit that, uh, the supply lines. And, you know, they just laugh at me and they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? You're going to irrigate and then tile? And I says, well, well, yes, I am. It just uh, might take me a little bit to get it all done. Yeah. Right. How many years do you think you've really had this dedicated uh, passion for trying to keep this process going forward, John? Because like you said, you got the notion when you were in your 20s. How long do you think you've really got invested in this campaign? Well, you know, I can I can date this all the way back to being a kid. I just, I always thought there'd be something great to do to be able to recycle that water on the land. It just never seemed to be feasible. And... um just growing up, I, you know, my, well, my dad's got a small mom and pop dealership and farmers would come over and they'd just tell me about some of the issues. And sometimes guys would show us pictures where a big rainstorm came through and just washed out a big area of their farm. And 
we never had that happen here. And so I don't, I don't have one of those dramatic stories. Like this was the, you know, the, the big life changing event that happened on our farm that um, pushed me to do this, but I've watched it happen with a lot of other farms and that just, um, I didn't want to see that happen here. So, um, and the unique thing is all the areas that we excavated out, we used all the, the topsoil, we put back out in the field, spread it out, and the subsurface fill there, a lot of the stuff had a good clay rock mix. Um, it worked as great base for where we put our grain bins. Hmm. So there really wasn't much waste. I mean, everything, uh, everything that we excavated, we made use of. Now, what kind of payback have you seen? Paint me a picture on what you started seeing in your fields when this system, I mean, people got to understand, it takes a little while to get all this uh, in one place, and then it takes even longer to start to see the fields, the crops respond. What are you seeing now? Well, you know, the, I, I got quite a hard time by the neighbors here back in the, the early 2000s because, you know, everybody's looking and, you know, if anything, people are trying to tile in here you know, here this, this kid in his early 20s is out there setting up pivots. And, um, but the big thing for me, I just, it, it's hard to watch a crop suffer, to see a, a crop go through a drought and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just something, it was, it was hard to bear. I mean, a lot of people are really sensitive toward, you know, farmers making sure their cattle are, are healthy and just constantly well kept. Um, never really grew up with a whole lot of cattle, but we had crops. So, it's something I always wanted to do, and um, it just took a lot of time. But the unique thing was is uh, when 2012 rolled around, I probably didn't seem so strange anymore. We had, uh, looking at the fields, um, there was over a 200-plus bushel, uh, bushel and acre average between the uh, what we call the dry land corners to what was under the, the pivot. Mm-hmm. So, and I have a, uh, I only have... Anywhere from about three to five inches of rainwater to use every year. That's basically the size of these ponds that they'll, they'll collect, you know, anywhere from three to the 10 million gallons worth of water and which equates out on the, the acreage it can cover anywhere from that three to five inches of rainwater. So I got to be diligent in how I use the water, but, um, it, it's been working and I'm, I'm learning a lot more, um, as we go on just about conservation stuff. Um, you know, back in the time, I, I just wanted the water to irrigate and be able to dry the land and try to keep the soil from leaving our property, um, hoping the ponds would collect it. And now in the last five, six years, working with uh, DETCAP and our local um, producer-led group in uh, Portage and Wood County Land and Water, I've, I've really changed how I look at stuff. And instead of trying to capture that soil before it leaves the property, we're trying to keep it in place, never have it move, break, break from the get-go. So that's where uh, use of no-till and cover crops have really come into place. And um, looking back at some of the stuff in that Leopold application, you know, I talked about how I wanted to be able to recover that soil in the ponds. Um, uniquely, since we started implementing no-till and cover crops, we haven't been out there to clean them ponds because that sediment just isn't leaving the field and getting to the ponds in the first place. Yeah, like you said, that seeing is believing when it comes to something like that. The other thing about you, John, is uh, aside from the never-quit-learning attitude, you are really pretty open about trying to share your lessons and your goals with anybody that wants to listen, anybody want, that wants to try to educate themselves, right? Oh, absolutely. It, um, 
you know, I, I really got involved with working with um, the outreach education stuff here um, right around 2013, 2014. Um, my, my oldest son, Jack, you know, the firstborn is on his way, and I just kind of feeling the uh, just the uh, improper perspective that uh, people had on agriculture, how they looked at us, how, how they perceived us. I didn't really care for that. It was, it really wasn't the best attitude toward farmers. And I didn't want my son growing up, going to school and being uh, kind of looked down upon because he was a farmer, uh, just because of how we're perceived in the negative environmental aspects. So that's when I got involved and I started working with a local watershed group. And we just, um, I realized there's, there's a lot of stuff they knew, but there's, there's so many pieces to that puzzle we're missing. And, um, they were, they were very open-minded to it. And we, we started doing what we called just conservation tours back then and, um, started visiting local farms and looking at stuff. And it was, it was huge. Uh, some of the people in the area that were, um, you know, kind of considered our biggest adversaries, um, have become some of our closest friends now and biggest advocates of what we're doing in agriculture. So that's a, that's a huge change. And, um, we've, we're proud to do it. Um, especially working now that we've got funding from DADCAP with the producer led farmer led groups, um, just to be involved this way with the local farmers and seeing some of the stuff these other guys are doing. I mean, I, my, my, my heydays were back in my twenties with all the innovative things I wanted to do. And now I'm watching local farmers do some of these just incredible things with their equipment, with their no-till and the multi-species cover crops and stuff. Um, you know, they're, they're years, years in advance of where I am with use of cover crops. So I'm, uh, we're, we're all learning from each other. Your 2020 Leopold Conservation Award winner, that's John and Melissa Aaron from Stevens Point. Like he said, we're finding this the case in so many areas of Wisconsin where farmers are coming together on their own, putting together these watershed conservation groups, and like John said, learning from one another. Well, hopefully you learned a little something this morning. We'll be back again tomorrow morning to try it all over again. Don't forget, MidwestFarmReport.com's got more. This is the Midwest Farm Report.